0: You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party, I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So every week I tell you that I'm excited about an episode, and frankly, every week I am excited about an episode because, well, darn it all, there's darn lot of good topics out there. So, but this one is one that you definitely will take back to the op. Like, you'll listen to it, and then the next time you are in the op, I want you to take all of these do's and don'ts and and make sure that you're utilizing them, and they're gonna help. Like expand your career or extend your career—that's the right word. So to do that, I have brought along an expert, as I always do, because you know we need our experts. I've brought along Katrina Klein, R.D.H.C.E.A.S.C.P.T. That's a lot of letters, right? But Katrina is an ergonomic specialist, and she's going to tell us the top five ergonomic do's and don'ts. So, Katrina, thanks for coming on today.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I always love doing talks with people that are like-minded and want to help people. And this is right up my alley. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: How how on earth did you get into the land of ergonomics?
1: <laughs> I kind of fell into it as we do most things, right? Um, I So I, I've been practicing for 14 years and um, about 10 years into it, one of my co-workers was, one of my hygiene sisters was two years into her dental hygiene career seeing a chiropractor weekly getting no results was in pain and she was telling me you know I don't think I'm going to be able to do hygiene for another 2 years much less 20 and uh you know I looked at her and I said well I've been doing this for about 10 years and I have no pain so let me see if I can help you and I took her to the gym and we worked on some posture enhancement you know exercises and I Helped her with her posture while she was working. And and within six weeks, she started feeling better. And she said, you cannot keep this to yourself. You have to share this. Like, people need you. Like, we all need you. And so that's kind of what happened. I went and I got the education and got all the cool initials and started helping people. And, it, and it's, it's fun because it's right up my alley. I love to help people. And, and I have kind of a different perspective than most people do because of the bodybuilding that I do. I actually grew half of an inch when I did bodybuilding, <laughs> <No way. laughs> because because of my posture.
0: Wow! Yeah.
1: So I started bodybuilding at 36 years old, and you know that's that's really late to be growing. We were usually done growing in our teens. We're usually so...
0: shrinking by then, aren't we?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I pretty much figured that, gosh, you know, if I'm not in pain, so I'm doing something right in the operatory, and I'm feeling better, so I was feeling more. Uh, energetic at the end of the day instead of less so I wasn't tired when I was going home I I guess I have something I can teach people so I just really I live eat and breathe ergonomics and fitness and nutrition and whole body wellness and all the things and now I'm I'm helping other people to to live their best life and have a pain-free career in dentistry so it's it's fun I've gotten a lot of good results from people that it I typically get the the Hail Mary call. You know, I've seen my doctor. I've seen my my PT. I've seen my my massage therapist. They're telling me I need surgery. I'm canceling my day, my days at work, and I need 10 more years out of this career. I've got kids to put through college and I'm I'm not going to be able to do it. And, you know, I just wanted to see if there's any possible way you could help me. And I do. And it works. And they're excited and they keep practicing and they're happy. So that makes me excited and happy. Absolutely. And I want to keep doing it.
0: So that's so huge. I remember I went to PT for a while for my back, lower back, you know, bulging disc, pretty standard. And, uh, and I remember the PT told me that he sees hairdressers and dental hygienists the most.
1: Yep. I was like, Ooh. Yep. And chiropractors say the same thing. Yeah. It's because we work in weird positions with our chicken wings. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's what we do. So, and we stay there and this is This is where I think that my perspective is a little bit different than a lot of the PTs out there because they'll tell you, oh, do this or oh, do that, but they really can't grasp what it genuinely feels like to be in an awkward position statically. And that's where dentistry is different. That's where my my clinical time in the mouth has helped me so much with this because I know what it feels like to battle a lip, a cheek, a tongue, a person that can't lie back, a person in a wheelchair you know, the one that has to have their chin on their chest, the whole thing. I, I know what it feels like. And I know how your hand has to twist and how your arm goes up and how your neck goes this way and that way. And it, I know the struggle. I live the struggle. I still work four days a week clinically. So the struggle is real. It's so real. <laughs> well, let's launch
0: into your top five. So what are the All top right. five ergonomics do's and don'ts? What's number one?
1: So the first thing that I tell people is keep your arms down. Repeat after me, you are not a chicken. I am not a chicken. So those retracting arms, yes, they need to stay down. <laughs> it's not just because it messes up your shoulder. When you lift your arm up, it moves your body to the side, it moves your head to the side. Asymmetry is what kills us and makes us different than other professions, except maybe hairdressing, because they do the same thing. They put their arm up when they're when they're trimming. So Dentistry is different because we we practice in an asymmetrical form for static periods of time. So keep your elbows down. That means you've got to move the patient's head to you how you need it to move and master indirect vision. I mean, live, eat, breathe, and sleep indirect vision. And if you can conquer that, you can keep your arms down. So definitely keep the arms down. If you have to, glue them to your side. What I like to do with a lot of the times with people is tell them to tuck a, one of your um, you know something, tuck something between your arm and your body. If you're using an HVE, for example, you can tuck the the cord there or the tube for that underneath your arm, and it'll keep your arm there and it'll take the weight off of your wrist. So there's a little little tidbit,
0: little hack. <laughs> yeah, I am the queen of the chicken wing. Um,
1: and <laughs> chicken when I when I
0: learned in hygiene school back in the '90s, we learned that it was rude to ask a patient to turn their head. So I learned to move like for the patient, so I can like. You know, working people's mouths kind of upside down, and um, and the one thing that has helped me is I've gotten some of those. I got new loops, um, and so I have the Ergo Prism loops by Lumadent now, and um, and they force me to sit straight up, which is really helping me break some of those bad habits. Sort of like my saddle chair made me stop crossing my legs, which I was really good at, or putting my foot up on. Uh, I saw you <laughs> post that on Facebook today, putting the foot up on the little ring.
1: I was going to say, you saw that my anymore. post, didn't you? <laughs>
0: yeah, I totally saw your post because I like what you post. So yeah. um, that makes sense. All right. Well, what's number two?
1: So number two is do lay the patient in a supine position. So Wait,
0: wait, wait. They can't go back that far. I'm on my head.
1: I'm going to die. I know, right? Uh, but they can. They actually sleep lying down, most of them. Uh, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, patients actually sleep lying down. But here's the reality. Dentistry being what it is, it's a vulnerable position. Supine is an extremely vulnerable position to be in and they need and want that control. So, and we have to respect that. We have to respect the fear that they may or may not have. We have to respect their desire for some autonomy in that chair. Respecting that doesn't mean that we can't help them work through it. So what I tell people to do is autopilot. Those are your favorite two words. And we just tell them, okay, I'm gonna move your chair back on autopilot to where it wants you to be. And then we'll move you up from there. How does that sound? You bring them back to where you need them and then you can move them in increments up to, you know, where they feel they're comfortable. You can say, okay, how is that? Is that better? Okay, is that better? Is that better? As opposed to starting at the top and you bring them back an inch and they say, okay, that's it, that's all I can do. You may as well have kept them where they were. So if you start at the bottom and work up, you're more likely to get them to be in a far greater, supine position than if you didn't and work the other way down. That makes perfect sense. Now that said, obviously there are going to be exceptions to the rule. The person in the wheelchair, the the vertigo person, the whatever. But that's that's a general rule of thumb. And most people will do that. And they generally almost all want you to move up by just a little bit. But an inch from the bottom is better than an inch from the top.
0: Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. I love it. All right, well what's number three?
1: So number three, do at least one stretch in between your patients. And I say this because I, I know that we do all of the other things in between patients. You know, we're writing our notes, we're sterilizing, we're cleaning our room, we're taking off our PPE, trying to get a breath of, of you know air, we're trying to get a drink of water, we're trying to go pee, we're trying to check with the front desk, okay, all the things. While you're doing the things, stretch. You know, if you just take your arms and you spread them out at your side, palms facing forward and you stretch them back as far as you can, there's a stretch. Oh, it feels good too. Oh, I'm doing it right <SSSSSSSSSG> Doesn't it feel great? feels
0: so good. Yeah, if you take your
1: arm as you're doing something and you put it up against, I'm going to slide over here. If you put it up against your cupboard or your door jam or whatever, and you lean forward on it while you're doing that, you're stretching out your chest. If you have it down here at your side, you're going to stretch the front of your shoulder. There's all kinds of things. You can simply put your your nose up in the air and stretch your neck. You can close your eyes and roll them around in your head. You're stretching your eyes. There's always a stretch that you can do. So just choose something and do one thing in between each patient and you will feel better at the end of the day because you've given those constantly contracted muscles, which is how we practice, right? a break. I bet while that. you're
0: purging your water lines, because you know I love water lines, right? So you're purging yes. your water lines for 30 seconds. You could just kind of do a lean back, you know, a good lean back while you're like letting your water lines right. go. That's yeah. your 30 second stretch.
1: Woo. Boom. Done. Yeah. So that's, that's a a great one. You know, just something to stretch yourself in the opposite way. If you, if imagine yourself in a C-shaped position, you know, that ballerina pose that we were all taught, right? Anything you do, you can do to go the opposite way, you know, hands, shoulders, neck, hips, anything. That's a good thing. Awesome. That's a great tip. All right. Well, what's number four? Number four is a don't, a don't practice dehydrated.
0: Oh, man, I used to be good at that till COVID.
1: Yeah. So with our 14 pounds of PPE that we're wearing now, our hazmat suits that we're going in with, um, I, I can show you the OSHA regulations that say you can have a water bottle in a cupboard in an operatory as long as it is a cupboard that you don't get into during any kind of treatment. So this this isn't a cupboard that has dental tools in it or profi paste or, or cotton rolls. This is a cupboard that has brochures or whatever. And you don't access that cupboard any other time between when it is sterile. That's after it's been clean and before the next patient comes in, because we consider that room sterile. We're allowed to do that. That's the only time we can do that. So if you're, you can stretch while drinking water. <laughs> yeah something but run your you know, suction
0: line stretch and drink water all at the same
1: time i don't know if i would touch the suction line and yeah, r- i don't know if i could right do that the, the god me says icky but but you're yeah right. something you know just anything pull that stuff off get a drink of water take your 10 minutes you know do it make sure you're getting a good amount of water during your lunch time drink your water when you first wake up you know drink it a little bit more before you walk in the first thing you do when you walk out the door is drink more water the reason why this, why is water so important, besides the fact that we're 70% water, our brittle bones fracture far more easily than hydrated bones. This is why we end up with fractured vertebrae. This is why our brain gets hit migraines at the end of the day because you know our brain needs a lot of water. Like you cannot practice dehydrated. This is what kills you. This is where your energy gets zapped from first. It's actually not the calories, it's the water. So you make sure you drink your water then get your calories and stretch and all the things. But don't, please, like whatever you do, don't practice dehydrated.
0: <laughs> my uh, so, my co-hygienist we'll has these big, giant water bottles. She has two of them and she like forces herself to have two a day. Like that's her goal. And so she uh-huh. makes sure by the end of the workday that she has like finished them. Um, she does a great job. So good job, Erica,
1: if you're listening. Good uh, job, Erica. Yes, she's doing good. She's <laughs> I mean, what I, what I do is I always take a drink of water before I go get my next patient just one drink. And I take as big a drink as I can. So half the time I'm walking up to the front desk with my mouth <laughs> with monkey cheeks. Yeah. And, but that's okay. And trying and I to remember the
0: patient's me. name. Cause you already forgot it because you left me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can look at my route slip, <laughs> but yeah, so definitely practice, practice hydrated. It'll save you. All right. Well, what's number five, number five, don't work without ergonomic equipment. And and I say this knowing that your doc is not always going to provide it to you. You know, it's, it's a personal investment. And, and I think honestly, when it comes to certain ergonomic instruments, you should be buying them for yourself because it's custom to you. Just like we wouldn't ask our doctors to buy us loops because they can't have another hygienist use your loops. Same thing with a saddle stool. You can't have another, necessarily have another hygienist using your stool because if you use the wrong one or it's not fitted for you, it can cause just as much trouble as a regular stool. A, a traditional stool. So, for me, my stool goes with me to whatever office I go to. It comes to my home when I'm not working. If I'm temp, I mean, I have, I have two, because, because
0: you're an ergo queen, but whatever. because that's
1: yeah, I'm I'm kind of an it's ergo donkey. So, <laughs> so yeah, so um, you know, I have my own cordies, I have my own loops, I have my own light. Those are my things because I need to know that I can practice in the most ergonomic way. For my, my body type at every patient, because it's that important. Because if I don't practice with ergonomic equipment, it's going to shorten the length of my career. Absolutely. And that's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah. You know, I, thankfully I have a great dentist who's super supportive and understands, you know, that, uh, that it matters. And so, yeah, we, I I am using the Cordy's, which I love. Um, we've switched over, you know, we're using all HVE now because we should have been using HVE. Whoops. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. And we're using the Isovac by Zyrus. Uh, so I don't okay. even have to use my left arm holding the suction. It's in the Yay. patient's mouth. And I oh, work half Oh, that makes mouth. my heart happy. <laughs> yep. And then I flip it and work the other half mouth. And I can use my mirror for my indirect vision because I have my loops. And I'm doing all the things. And I feel so much better because of those things.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, having, having ergonomic tools. And, and here's where it gets tricky. The word ergonomic. Can be just thrown on anything. Sort of like
0: organic or natural.
1: Yeah, yeah, natural. natural gummy bears—they're er-
0: totally good for you. Wait, no,
1: they're not. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. They're actually a hot mess. Um, <laughs> so, so here's the thing: when you see ergonomic, and, and I'm just going to throw this in here, just because I think it's important to educate people on what you're buying. So, when you see something that says ergonomic, ask yourself this question: and if this is a no answer, it's not really ergonomic. Does it help you to stay in neutral posture? If it's not helping you to stay in neutral posture, it's not really an ergonomic thing. So the Cordies, it helps you be ergonomic because it keeps your wrists in neutral rather than having them twist to the side because of the weight of the cord. Just for example, a saddle stool, it keeps your spine in neutral because it makes you sit up. Uh, Loops are ergonomic because they make you stay back because the magnification gets blurry when you get too close or too far away. So these are things that are true ergonomic tools. And that will, you know, the more neutral you can stay, the better off you are. Your body will not start to accrue, you know, micro cell death, which is how cumulative effects happen in dentistry. Very rarely do we have acute injury in dentistry unless we're getting poked or some trauma, somebody bites you or something. Trip-up or something. Yeah. We have we have long-term chronic pain. And it starts as this tiny little trickle like a stream. And then one day we've got a full on waterfall coming at us and we're sitting facing the the fact that we're either going to go on disability permanently, end up on a surgical table or call Katrina with your Hail Mary. What am I going to do? Call. And and it just doesn't have to be that way. You know, hygiene or dentistry, it doesn't have to end that way.
0: But the big thing and I think the big thing that I hear you saying, particularly with number five, is that. We have to we have to advocate for ourselves. We mm-hmm. have to invest in ourselves, and we have to advocate for ourselves. And we have to stop letting, like, sort of like when I was in hygiene school, letting the patient dictate, you know, my ergonomics. But really saying, no, this is what I have to do. This I have to do this all day. You're in my chair for an hour. I think we can make this work. Right.
1: Right. Well, and you know what I, you know, I I like that approach, but I think that some, that might be off putting for some for some patients. They're like, sure. well, look, I'm here. Oh yeah. So so I agree with it. One hundred percent. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I was more thinking that in my brain. I wasn't really saying that. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah. And and I used to say that in the beginning. But what I've learned is that when I explain it to a patient, I tell them I can do so much better of a job for you if I can see what I'm doing than if I can't. Because if I I, if I'm contorting myself, I won't be able to tell what I'm doing. I won't be able to get the stuff off. You're going to have more discomfort because I'm not going to be in a proper position to put to place my instruments correctly. And then that makes both of us unhappy. So if I can get you to help me by doing X, Y, or Z, just a little bit more, then great. And and you know that when you explain things to them, I think that n- obviously not everybody, but ninety percent of the time, they want a better visit. Right. <laughs> they don't want pain. So it it's not really like an implied threat, but it's kind of like if you need me to help you to not have a, a bad visit, you need to you know let me do my job. Help me, help you. Yeah, help me, help you, help me. <laughs> All so, right. Well, let's so review yeah, our talk. Advocate- top- Yes. advocate for yourself. And also just really quick. Yeah. You know, if you can work with your doctor on some sort of a system, like, look, I know that this, I know these uh, inserts that I want, they're ergonomic, whatever. I, I want these ones and I want them for this reason. How about we work out some sort of a system so that I can, um, you know, earn it. If I do X amount of laser therapies or or fluoride or or whatever, if I can increase my production in such a way, can we do this? And then that way it's, it's a tangible way that you can show that you've, you've paid for the cost of the said tool and that all that money goes towards that ergonomic fund. And then the doctor can feel like you're not just saying, I want, I want, I want, I want without I want, a solution yeah. because they're facing their own business problems. You know, having a small business is, is very expensive. So You're earning it and you're doing it for you. You're doing it for the practice, the patient, the doctor. Everybody wins. I love it.
0: I love it. Okay, well, let's review your top five. So your top five ergonomic do's and don'ts are one, keep your arm down. No chicken wings. Stop with the chicken. I'm not a chicken. Not a chicken. Do lay your patient supine. So do the autopilot and then kind of bump them up a little bit. Do stretch between every patient. I, I like your door jam one. That's one of my favorites. Like you put your arms on both sides. Those that you're watching on Zoom, you can see like the door jam one. It's a good one um, don't practice dehydrated. So take your mask off and drink some water. And number five, do don't work without ergonomic equipment. So stick up for yourself or buy yourself stuff yourself. So, well, Katrina, thank you so much for coming on today. If people want to reach out to you, find out about kind of how you can help them or, oh my goodness, she has so many tips just uh, in her social media. Um, how can they find you?
1: So I, I do have a website. Uh, it's a uh, ergofitlife.com, but I, I have a lot more content on social media on the ErgoFitLife Facebook page and the in the Facebook group and also Instagram, uh, which is ErgoFitLife underscore Katrina. I definitely am open for, you know, if you want to private message me, you know, send me pictures of you working, ask me if you like this or that or whatever. You know, I'm available all the time. I just want to help people. So if there's questions, I'm happy to help and I, I hope people enjoy the content that I put out, whether it's on fitness and nutrition or ergonomic tips and anything about the body, I'm pretty much going to put on there.
0: You've got good stuff. I I love what you put out. So thank you.
1: Thank Thank you you so much much for
0: coming on today. All right, everybody. We all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five, or you have an idea for a whole nother top five, email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Your Dental Top 5. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda.